Okay, so I've taken a few days to really chew on the uh, announcement that Bernie um, was suspending his candidacy for president, or his campaign, rather, for president. And um, talked to a few people, and these are just some things and some thoughts I came up with. Um, so welcome in um, to those of you who uh, don't usually watch my videos. I'm doing um, a little something on uh, my Facebook to address my thoughts about the movement going forward and Bernie Sanders. Um, and then, but you're also could be listening to this. Um, I'm simultaneously uh, recording this uh, for a special episode of Dopio, which is a podcast that's on uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, amongst many other uh, podcasting hosting sites. Um, so, um, thank you for watching and or thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate um, your uh, support and um, you just engaging in this conversation um, during uh, this really troubled time. Uh, so, as for this election, I I was really active. Um, probably have never been as active um, in an election as I was in this one. And it's funny because I'm not even in America right now. Um, but I was quite active, and I was I was excited. I was motivated. I um, saw a movement that captured everything that I really wanted. Um, in a political campaign as far as the, the issues and the ideals were concerned. Uh, yeah, I had my departures from the style of um, the campaign, but the actions that I was really, or the issues that I was really supporting, I saw represented. Um, and many millions <laughs> of people saw represented in the Bernie Sanders campaign. Um, and many of them are in mourning right now. Um, and rightfully so. Um, I can't find myself in a place of mourning anything uh, for too long um, because for me, I just can't find anything productive about mourning. Um, for me, like it's always moving forward and making a plan and getting angry and making another plan. Um, it's just how I do things. Um, but... Um, this campaign opened my eyes um, to many things that I thought were true before, but now I know are true. Um, and that is the media has more power than it should. Um, you know, I used to think it was a kind of a right wing talking point that the media, um, the media is all powerful in the sense that it can make and break people. But no, no, it really is too powerful. Um, and I learned that this time, just by seeing the narrative of Biden is more electable, electable than Bernie, that is categorically false. <laughs> and you're about to find that out in the worst way in November. Um, but just seeing how the election evolved, all based on media narrative and people's willingness to trust it, specifically liberals, um, their willingness to trust everything the media says, it was horrifying how ridiculous 
it was. Um, so that illuminated that fact. It also illuminated how much corporate interests stand to lose by people being taken care of. Um, and that just informed me that like, capitalism, for all its greatness, has one gigantic fault. And that fault is that when self-interest is the most profitable thing, the right to the people will get trampled all, to, all over. Um, so um, when they can make money over your dead body, they'll kill you just to make that money. And uh, it's terrible, but it's a truth that I have now, I have now embraced um, and I understand and will plan with going forward. And many progressives have now understand this. And I won't say just now progressive understand this, but populists understand this. I mean, look at the pandemic. Look at the economic stimulus. Um, that stimulus was for mostly for corporations, not for you. And you're still dying. You're still in pain. And the corporations don't care. They got their money. They don't care about you. Um, and then seeing the people vote for Biden who works for these corporations, who told these corporations that nothing was going to change when everything needs to change for the people. Man, I knew, I know people, like, I, and see, I don't want to insult people, but man, it's dumb. It's so dumb. And just the idea that, like, that because Trump is problematic and in many ways, um, that means that we need to we need to pick a candidate who's lukewarm at best when it comes to political policy. What a what an idiotic idea. Um, and going forward, it's just going to get worse. Um, and I'll explain why. Biden's not going to do anything progressive. Nothing. He'll say something like, or he'll throw us a bone like uh, he said oh he's gonna lower the age for medicare or medicaid um from 65 to 60 Ooh, much progressive so advanced um and he also said uh we need to do something about um college or sorry student loans doing means testing blah 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 not enough not enough so I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that he's going to lose. Um, and I, I have no reason to vote for him yet. Um, and my vote's not a given. I'm not Bernie Sanders. He ain't my friend. Like, Biden ain't my friend. Uh, no establishment Democrat's my friend. Earn my vote. Like, do your job. Represent the people, not your corporate interests. When you represent the people, then we can start talking about whether or not I'm going to vote for you. But as of now, I find no reason to vote for him. I find no reason to vote um, for any establishment figure that doesn't represent the people. And this may upset my family members, and this may upset other members of the Democratic Party. Like, And let me highlight, I don't care. If a candidate does not represent the people then how is this a representative democracy? This is a capitalist democracy. This is basically an aristocracy. 
It's not a democracy if only the rich matter. And the failure of the American electorate is the presumption that they should elect people that represent the rich because one day that they're going to be rich. What kind of delusional idea is this? And I used to think that this was only in the Republican Party that this was rampant. But it was a, it's clear to me that the Democratic Party fools themselves into wrapping the into wrapping themselves around this woke tokenism that says hashtag me too, hashtag black, black lives matter, hashtag uh, climate change, but at the same time are, aren't willing to do anything to change that. They're not doing anything. They're not willing to elect candidates who are actually going to address those things. They just want to hashtag. I'm looking at you, Warren Democrats. I'm looking at you, K-Hive. Like, I'm looking at you, Mayor Peters, whoever you are. Like, what is this? What is this, really? And so, I'm thinking about the future, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to talk for too much longer. I'm thinking about the future, and like, where do the progressives go from here? And... I will say this, if Trump wins, that's probably the best thing that could happen to the progressive movement in the sense that perhaps, perhaps we can destroy the Democratic Party as it is and have a new progressive populist party rise from its ashes. Like, so there's that idea. And the reason why I say that is because if Biden wins, then we have Biden uh, for four to eight years and then whoever his vice president is which is probably going to be Kamala Harris because he has to pander to black people like then we have that which she doesn't do anything for anyone she's she's a political chameleon who'll say whatever she needs to say to pander to whomever she's trying to get elected by so that's not going to change anything like so we're looking at eight years of neoliberal policy which the people can't stand that they can't like it's already killing people but on the other hand four more years of Trump is also killing people catch 22 so I should vote for what tone I don't know and I, I have to I really need more time and I need for people to actually give me a reason to vote for Biden and when I say people, I mean Biden. I don't want people in my fucking... Sorry, excuse my French. I don't want people in my uh, in my message, in my inbox, and in my comment section saying, how could you not vote for Biden? Like, not voting for Biden, voting for Trump. I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to pick between... T- I shouldn't have to pick between the better of two evils. If they're both evil, I should not have to vote for them. So I'm, I'm betwixt a a rock and a hard place. Um, But I can say this, um, the political process has to change. More people have to be enabled the ability to vote. Um, The young people in this election were largely cast off and they made it so difficult for young people to vote that it was like, that it affected the election itself. 
my generation and the Gen Xers outnumber um, the older electorate, and yet the way voting was planned and implemented benefited the older generation, and I hate it. And it, it like it makes me view the older generation in a very selfish and petty way because they're only interested in themselves and not the future. They, like, there are more steps ahead for me than are ahead for them, and yet they're pulling up the ladder behind themselves, behind them and making it more difficult. And I, I just can't, I can't for the life of me understand why they would do that. But the future is us, not them. And sadly, I have to view that generational divide, the establishment, politicians, the media as an enemy of the future, not just a hurdle of the future. And that is unfortunate. So I'll wrap this up. Thank you guys for watching or for listening. Um, if you want more content, um, we have Dopio. Um, please look it up uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, if you're watching this on Facebook, I'll put a link um, in the comment section below. Um, and let me know what you think. Um, I'm not an expert, but I know a little something. Um, but I'd love to talk to people who know more than me or people who have more questions about how this happened um, please take care of yourself um, social distance uh, wash your hands um, and just take care of your mental health man um, and I'll see you guys next time later